0: in our midst for your word says that we're two or three I got in the name of the Lord that you are right here within us spirit of truth we ask oh God in heaven that Lord you will reveal the word of God to us oh God that Lord you would grow oh God in heaven for your word said that as we behold you in the glass that we are being changed from glory to glory I ask that Lord you will grant me utterance to speak your word that everyone who hears your word will be imparted to God and that the name of Jesus be glorified thank you almighty God in heaven in Jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen Amen. there's a beautiful thing about worshiping God you know like when you feel overwhelmed when you feel stressed or whatever it is in that place of worship is where we receive strength to carry on hallelujah amen amen God is good and all the time god is good hallelujah amen um for those of us who don't know i believe by now if you joined the service from the beginning you perhaps would have gotten a glimpse of what our month is all about amen by the grace of god in the month of july all throughout the month of july we're looking at what it means for new beginnings hallelujah and our anchor text i like how the amplified version puts it it says "All things hallelujah old things the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away hallelujah the previous spiritual condition has passed away He said behold new things have come hallelujah new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life hallelujah because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Every time you come in the presence of God, this is why we have come. Praise God. That we have come for what? A spiritual awakening. Hallelujah. Because until we are able to rise onto that dimension that God expects of us, we will always live a shortchanged Christian life. Hallelujah. And so the title of my sermon this morning is titled the new creation realities. Hallelujah. The new creation realities. Praise God. Perhaps you were new in the place of victory. One of the things that we focus on this month. So perhaps if you have come to church and you felt disappointed that our preaching is always around teaching or who we are in christ that is all we do so if you expect us to preach about um how am i going to put it words that will excite you and leave you with no tangible meaning it's not here praise god hallelujah because our design or our expression of god is that we should grow to that point where we are able to display the fullness of christ anywhere we find ourselves praise God hallelujah and so we're looking at the new creation realities and our anchor text is taken from the book of 2nd Corinthians the book of 2nd Corinthians from chapter 5 and we're reading from verses 12 to 17 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verses 12 to 17 if you're there with me say amen praise God and perhaps if you don't have a bible app on your phone which I don't expect it to be the case but if you don't um, we have it on the screen that you may be able to partake with us hallelujah amen um one of the things that i like to do is that i I like us to read the word audibly mainly because there's something that happens when we hear what we're reading praise god okay and so can we read together one to go for we do not commend ourselves again to you but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart for if we are beside ourselves it is for God or if we are of sound mind it is for you for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all then all died and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for whom for him who died for them and rose again verse 16 and it says therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known christ according to the flesh yet now we know him thus no longer and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise God. Behold, all things have become new. And that is what God wants to deal with us in this month. Hallelujah. Behold, all things have become new. Just to set the background, by the grace of God, you know, in the month of June, we were looking at what it means to rest. And we were talking about the fact that when we are looking at the aspect of rest, we are looking at what it means to be righteous because really and truly the relevance of rest is established in the finished work of christ praise god in other words if you really want to enter into rest then you must first of all have an understanding of what has christ obtained on the cross of calvary for me praise god what has the death and the resurrection of jesus christ obtained on the cross of calvary for us and i said here that righteousness is the ability to stand before the father's presence as though sin had never been as free as adam was before he transgressed and that is why when you look at second corinthians 5 verse 21 it now says for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might what become the righteousness of god in him Praise God. That therefore, when you assume that state of righteousness, that when we become the righteousness of God at the point of salvation or coming to this knowledge, God no longer sees me or sees you, but he sees what Christ has obtained on the cross of Calvary for us. Praise God. And it's my prayer in the name of Jesus that we enter a new life in the name of Jesus. That perhaps where your Christian experience at some point in time are told by virtue of this month you would grow higher in the name of jesus hallelujah amen and so we're looking at what does it really mean what is this new creation realities all about praise god what is this new creation realities all about now you understand that the reason why this is important is established here look at what david was saying in psalm 82 from verses 1 to 7 and the reality of it is this is the christian experience for many of us praise god now here david was saying and says god stands in the congregation of the mighty and he judges among gods and he says how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked have there been any point in time when you are asking but lord why me that indeed i am supposed after all i pray after all i fast but why are these things not going away praise god now the bible says that what david was saying that what that defend the poor and the fatherless do justice to the afflicted deliver the poor and the needy free them from the hand of the wicked but look at the response here he says they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness, all the foundations of the earth are unstable. And he says in the verse 6, And I said, you are God's and all of the children of the Most High but it says what but you shall die like men and fall like the princes praise the lord it is never the design of god it is never the intention of god that you and i suffer defeat in any area of our lives praise God. I need to overemphasize this. It is never the design of God that you and I experience defeat in any sphere of our lives. And why do I say this? Now, Apostle John was saying in 1 John 4 verse 4, it says that whoever Praise God. Man, woman, boy, girl, old, young. It says, whoever is born of God does what? Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Praise God. That it is not the design of God. I'm saying this emphatically. It is not the intention of God that at every point in time, it's your, you weep, you weep and you're sorrowful. In the presence of god as a result of what is going on in your life it is not the design of god because if that was the plan of god there was no need for christ to come praise god there was no need for christ to come why because the bible said that what he has come that what he will set us free from our captivity that was the prophecy mary was given that he will set his people free praise the lord I say it again it is not the design of God that you and I experience defeat in any I mean any with no sense of holding anything back it is not the design of God that you and I experience defeat in any shape or form it's not the plan of God praise God and so perhaps this is your experience i trust god that by virtue of what we are dealing with in this month we will indeed rise to a new life praise god that indeed you and i would rise to a new life because you see the beauty of creation praise god is that if you take delight in what you create praise the lord if you take delight in what you create then it's your desire to put it on display that everybody would come and see praise god so take for instance for ladies who love to cook if indeed you're confident of your cooking your desire is to share it with as many people why because you take glory when people say wow this thing tastes nice am i making sense so perhaps you're an artist and you take delight in what you draw. Praise God. Your desire is that anytime anybody passes that drawing, they give you a compliment. I mean, for goodness sake, when you dress well and people say, Oh, you look nice. I like your dress. How do you feel? Praise God. Now imagine God. He made you and I. And the Bible says that what in his image and likeness. And so for every time we experience victory, we are validating the reason why Jesus came to die. Am I making sense? So for every single time you and I are victorious in any area of our lives, we are bringing glory to the Father. That is the design of God for you and I. And so when David was lamenting here, he was giving that, you know, deliver these people from their sickness. Deliver them from oppression, from the hands of the wicked. But the Bible says what? That they do not know nor do they understand. And for that reason, they walk about in darkness. This is why Isaiah says, you know what? Arise and shine for what? Your light has come. The moment Jesus rose on the cross, rose from the grave, that light came. Praise God that no force of darkness could deny it that's what that that song says that you know even in the grave jesus still remains lord hallelujah jesus still remains lord hallelujah and so what then is this new creation i said here that you know we're looking at what it means for when the bible says that what that if anyone is in christ that we come to that understanding that what does it mean to be in christ what do i get to benefit what is the privileges what are my rights that i choose to align myself with christ and not with the world because then the bible said that if anyone is in christ that what all things have passed away and behold all things have been made new praise god hallelujah and so we begin to look at the process and now when i mean process i mean the journey of our christian experience from the very beginning so for instance someone who gave their life to christ today Praise God, how is that journey supposed to look like? What is the curriculum of our Christian experience? that when I begin to examine my life from the day that I gave my life to Christ, If I'm able to identify with this process, then I'm on the right path. But perhaps that is not my experience. Then I must begin to take necessary adjustments to ensure that I walk in this reality. Praise God. A very good example happened here. The Bible said that Nicodemus, who was a scribe, who was a lawyer, or or so on, very well-versed in scripture, came at night to meet Jesus. And he says, what can I do, praise God, to inherit eternal life? Praise God. And Jesus gave him a very interesting analogy. He said that truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of God, he he does what? He cannot see the kingdom of God. Praise God! Unless one is born again, he does what he cannot see the kingdom of God. And if you remember last week, we were looking at what it means to walk in righteousness, and we said that walking in righteousness is a life that acknowledges Jesus in every sphere of their life. That is what kingdom is all about. That whereby, when you're saved, you know I was reading some, an, an article on. On Facebook yesterday, um, it was about this Christian missionary, um, just to cut, a, I'll try and be brief. It's about this Christian missionary couple, they went to Africa and they won souls and all those things. And I remember listening to a sermon in the past, and the man of God I was preaching was saying that, isn't it funny? that despite the fact that they came to preach the gospel to us yes we received the gospel in africa but our lives did not reflect what the gospel means praise the lord so in other words you would see somebody who would claim that he's a born again christian but yet is as corrupt as anything can be praise god as a matter of fact you know growing up i i i grew up in the catholic church and There are some people that you would see that you know that this person is an evil person, but yet they sit down in front. And you're wondering, don't you have any fear or did the gospel you receive or you claim to be born again, why has it not really transformed you inside out? Praise God that yet you, you you claim to be a believer, but the 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 fruits or the dividends of your Christianity does not translate to what Christ was saying. Uh, praise God, and in that sermon, the man of God was saying that this is only the case because at salvation we believed when the gospel was preached that the relevance of the gospel was too prompt praise god that one was to bring us to the point where we have eternal life but not just eternal life but that we begin to reflect the ideologies of god while we're here on earth am i making sense and so for that reason our design of hearing the gospel was that we will be, we begin to establish the kingdom of god all around us and that is why christ was saying that when you pray pray in this manner our father in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy written on earth as it is in heaven that the kingdom of god is established where every aspect of our lives reflects the mind of god praise god so therefore if you're doing business you are the most honest business person anybody can deal with praise god that you are yet godly and yet you are rich Praise God, that perhaps you're married, that indeed you love your wife truly as Christ loves the church. I mean, I hear stories where they say, oh, even pastors beat their wife. And you're wondering, but, you know, as a matter of fact, yesterday, I saw something on on Instagram again because, I mean... Though people are there for other reasons, I like to enlighten myself uh, to be aware of what is going on. And so someone says something said that the reason why this younger generation are rejecting the gospel is because parents have failed. And the reason why the parents have failed is because that they fail to reflect the personality they show in church at home. Praise God. That the reason why the children reject the gospel is because the parents have failed to do what? Translate that image they show in church at home. And so perhaps you have a father who... For instance, at church, they see him as the most diligent, dedicated worker, speaking, no guile, everything is awesome and hunky-dory. But when he comes at home, he's abusive, he's toxic, and you're wondering, how do you marry these two personalities? Praise the Lord. But you realize that when the gospel came, the Bible said that what? If any man be in Christ. And so... The, the nature of God ideally does not give us room to have dual personalities. Praise God. It's either we are this or we are that. We cannot be both. And so when Nicodemus was asking Jesus here, he says, what can a man do that he may be born again? He said, for you to have eternal life, you must do what? Be born again for only then you can see the kingdom of God because it takes seeing the kingdom of God in this context is being able to be able to translate God's idea all over your surroundings because you cannot understand it the bible said that the carnal things that the carnal mind cannot comprehend the things of god it's not possible you don't have the ability to understand it it's it's like someone who does not know how to speak french and i'm speaking french to that person how do you think they will understand they would never understand because the mind has never been programmed to understand french praise the lord Hallelujah. And so you begin to realize that in this journey, the greatest miracle that happened is that what? The moment we accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, something started on our inside. Praise God. Something started on our inside. I said that the new creation realities is all about the regeneration of the inward man and its conformance to the image of Christ praise god when you read the bible i think it was in the book of ephesians chapter four it says that the reason why god has given to the body of christ apostles evangelists pastors whatever um pastors apostles um prophets it says what is for what to the perfecting of the saints till we all come to a point that we are a perfect man praise god that perfect man is the image of jesus hallelujah and so that is supposed to be our curriculum that every single time i'm being transformed and the reality of it is that it's a journey it is not automatic praise god and so perhaps you gave your life to christ and you find yourself struggling with the flesh It's a journey praise the lord hallelujah And I said here that because the reason why the inward man is relevant is because this is the only aspect of man that God can communicate with. Praise God. Your spirit man is the only platform through which God can communicate with. I give you a very good example. If a dog is back in here, only people who are in the dog realm will understand what the dog is saying. Praise God. Now, the Bible says that what God is, spirit. Hallelujah. And so, if we are ever going to comprehend the mind of God, if you are ever going to understand God's idea for your life, your future, whatever it is, then you must be what? Spiritual. Spiritual. Therefore, your spirit man must be quickened to receive the things of God. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 20 verse 27. It says here that the spirit of man is what? The candle of the Lord. What do you use candle to do? To search, to bring light to dark places. It says what? Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Praise God. Job 32 verse 8, he said that what? But there is a spirit in man. Praise God. That the essence of that spirit is that God gives that spirit understanding. Praise God. And so when you gave your life to Christ, or perhaps you are yet to give your life to Christ, I'm giving a template of what is supposed to happen. Praise the Lord that when you gave your life to Christ, your spirit man originally was dead. You could not understand what God was saying. Praise God. It's like God's lips were moving, but you can't hear what he's saying and you can't even read his lips and so for that reason you were subjected to whatever obtained here on the earth and the bible said that what for the wages of sin is what death praise god not physical death now but eternal damnation hallelujah and so you begin to look at what paul was saying in the book of ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 from verses 1 i will take my time when i mean i'll take my time not that all throughout today no but um all throughout this month we'll journey so there's no rush. Anywhere I stop, I stop. Praise God, Hallelujah! Okay, so when you look at the what the Bible was saying here in Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians two, from verse one, it says, "And you were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once worked, following the cause of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that that spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience." It says, "What among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh." carrying out the desires of the body so perhaps anybody who is not a christian who's not a born again believer whatever they are doing is what the body demands praise god they say oh you only live once so allow me to enjoy myself whatever i want to do i do that is what that is the spirit it's a spirit Praise God! That is at work in the sons of disobedience, and it says, "What among whom once you once lived in the passions of your flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath." Praise God! Like the rest of the mankind, praise God! And the reality of it. And I won't stop saying it. Those who are watching online and you're here, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, it's not a prophecy of doom. Praise God. It's a law of cause and effect. Praise God. Just as how I will snap my finger and I expect to hear a sound, if you don't know Jesus, you are down for damnation. You're down for damnation praise God it is not that God is wicked but is just how things are supposed to work praise the Lord okay and so he said about god being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses did what he did what made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved and that is why the passage we read in our anchor text it says that for if one person died all died Praise God. That is why you must believe in Jesus. Because you're believing or you're appropriating what he did for you. You know, when I was in school in uni in Nigeria then, um, perhaps I go to class late. I'm sure for those of us who went to Nigerian university, you would not do it. Your friend gets to class, you say, please help me write my name when you get to the attendance. Uh, Praise God. But you never went to the class. But the reality of it is that any punishment that is due for those who didn't go to class, you are exempted. Praise God because you are appropriating what that friend did on your behalf. Praise the Lord. And so for Jesus here that we believe in Jesus is that we are acknowledging what he did. And for that reason, if he died, because we know fully well that the consequence of our sin is that we must die. And so if Jesus had died on my behalf, I have also died. And so the requirements of death, Christ has paid praise God that that requirement is fully met and therefore it says that what here that we have been saved by grace and raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places now when I read this verse seven right um when I gave my life to Christ for the last time I I I won't stop saying it so perhaps you think I was holy right from the day my mother gave birth to me no Uh, praise God hallelujah you know, there was a prayer I used to pray then. I won't forget it. I was driving one day um, in Lagos, and I saw this wonderful glow. Glow is a telecoms company, just to make it. Um, and I saw this wonderful billboard. And something just in my heart just said that prayer. I said, Lord, when you are looking for what it means for someone to be blessed, let my life be a signboard. Praise God. That was my prayer and it has always remained my prayer. And so when I read this passage, it made so much sense. Now it says that so that in the coming ages, he might do what? Show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In other words, when the devil comes to accuse God that God is wicked, God is pointing at you and say that is a proof of my love. Hallelujah. When somebody is saying that, oh, this God is a wicked God, he is not good, and he points to you and say, that is a proof of my love. Because if I was truly wicked, then she should be dead. Hallelujah. And so you begin to understand the essence of why we must align ourselves to this belief system. Because that is the only way through which you can receive the plethora of things that God has ordained for you and I. Hallelujah. So what then happens as salvation, like I said? The Bible says in the book of Romans 10 verse 10. And that's why, you see, good deeds cannot make you saved. Praise God. That you are a worker in church does not guarantee salvation. Praise God. That you were born in church does not guarantee salvation. That your brother, your father, your mother, whoever it is, or your husband or your wife is a believer does not make you saved. The only condition for salvation is captured in this text. And it says for what? For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, confession is made. And then what? You are saved. So, these three key things must be done. Number one, you heard the gospel. And for that reason, you believed in what you heard. As a result of that belief, what happened? The Bible said that what? By believing, you have been justified. It does not end there. Confession must be made. Praise God. Confession must be made. That is why part of the doctrines of the church is that what you do, what? Water baptism praise god what a baptism is you telling those outside those who knew you before that i'm no longer aligned to the old me i'm making a public declaration that my life is now subjected to the things of christ praise the lord hallelujah and so this is where it becomes very interesting that you have given your life to christ and you have accepted jesus the miracle begins to happen the bible says here that in him ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14 i'll begin to round up ephesians chapter 13 from verse ephesians 1 13 to 14 it says in him when you heard the word you must hear praise god that is the condition for salvation it says when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him you were done what you were sealed with the holy spirit praise god you were sealed with the holy Spirit. and so just to clear your doubts for anybody who have given their life to christ genuinely perhaps you're asking yourself do i have the holy spirit this answers your question praise the lord and it says what who is the guarantee you know i put a word there the greek word arabon it says of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory and i will explain you see when you want to buy something and you don't have the complete money what do you do you tell the person oh can i pay a deposit So that at least, if anybody else comes to make a claim on that item, the seller would say, no, you can't. Because what? Somebody has made a deposit on this particular item. Praise God. So the question is, how does it relate to you and I as believers? The Bible said that what? It's appointed that at some point in time, Jesus will come again. Praise God. And so before he comes... The moment you and I gave our lives to Christ, what happened? God paid the deposit. Praise God. Because at some point in time, Jesus would come again. And that is why if you think that you're saved just to make heaven, it does not end there. There is a timeline, and in that time, God designed something for you and I to accomplish here on the earth. And so before He comes again, He did what? He made a deposit. That is why the devil has no legitimate claim over your life. Because he did not die. Praise God. He made no single sacrifice. And so that the Holy Spirit is in us is a proof that Jesus bought you with a price praise God, it is that the Bible calls it what? The guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire the position of it to the praise of his glory. Are we being blessed? Because this is that understanding that you must walk into. That even when you are challenged in life, you are able to take your stand in God. That Satan, you have no right over me. Praise the Lord, because Christ can show his receipt. The Bible says that what when you read the book of Revelation chapter 5, it says that there was nobody worthy to open the scroll. But the Bible said that what a voice came and said, Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And for that reason, he opened the scroll and he began to tell us what he obtained on the cross for us riches, blessing, glory. I mean, innumerable things that God has ordained for you and I. But what? Only Jesus could do that. Praise God. That is why Satan is a thief. Praise God. That is why he's a thief. And so when you are making a claim, you see, when somebody steals your thing, you don't beg them to give you back. Praise God. When somebody steals your thing and you find it, you don't go and say, please, give me my bicycle back. No. You take it by force. After all, why did you take it in the first place? But that is the understanding God wants you and I to walk into. I don't care what the enemy has stolen from you. But you know, it takes, that is the new creation reality. In other words, that this is the life I'm supposed to live when I give my life to Christ. Praise God. That is what the new creation reality is all about. That when we begin to dig into the word of God, we begin to see, God begins to open our eyes who we truly are. That no longer are we going to perish in ignorance, but would we'll rise to that demand that you are saying enough is enough. So when God is saying that, behold, I'm doing a new thing, you begin to understand what God is saying. Praise God, that all things are what have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so in conclusion here, I begin to realize that my Christian walk, when we talk about our Christian walk here, is that work that the Holy Spirit begins to do in me? Praise God. I said that what the Christian walk is the journey of the Holy Spirit dealing with the inward man in order for us to look like Christ. Praise God. It's a journey. It's a journey. And that journey can only happen when you submit. Praise God. It's when you allow the Lord be the Lord. Because in a ship, you cannot have two captains. Praise God. It's either you let the flesh commandeer the life or you allow the Spirit of God to commandeer your spirit, man. Praise God. But guess what? The choice is yours. The choice is yours for you and I to make. And therefore, let's bow our heads even as we pray that even for those who are watching us online here that perhaps you are yet to make jesus the lord of your life you see we have been able to explain what it means for the new creation reality this is what the design the intention of god is for you and i but it starts at salvation And so perhaps you are yet to make that decision or perhaps you used to leave or you made that decision but you chose to walk in the way that is not in in constant with the word of God. I want you to please say these words with me and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and on the third day you rose again. I ask that you would cleanse me with your blood cause me to walk in the reality of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior everlasting Father God in heaven I thank you for your word that has come to correct us your word that has come to build us your word that has come to encourage us to direct us Lord I pray for these ones that have given their lives unto you that Lord you would keep them to the very end According to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 24, it says that he who is able to keep you from falling would keep you to the very end in the name of Jesus. That for all of us who are saved here, that the enemy would not dislocate us from your plan in the name of Jesus. But that Lord, O God, in heaven, we would walk in this reality, giving you glory in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.